0: So then I says, that's just the fruit punch! <laughs> oh hey, it's the the Game Nuts Podcast. Good morning, this is Boder. Uh this is Fear the Claw. Uh episode forty eight, I believe, or almost to fifty. That's kind of exciting.
1: Yeah, are we gonna do something special?
0: I have no idea. Probably not. Um we're too lazy. Uh, a few things to talk about today, not anything really big and important, but just a little bit of news to catch you up. Uh, sorry about no episode last week, I went to Oticon, it was a lot of fun. Uh, not much gaming related stuff, although I did huh. see some killer cosplays there.
1: That explains the smell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a week later I still can't wash it off. Alright, um, let's see here. It's the smell of shame. Oh, shame. Uh, we both have some stuff to talk about, uh, Microsoft's Connect for the Xbox, so why don't we start with that? Alright.
1: Well, uh, apparently, uh, Peter Molyneux, um, I don't know if we've actually mentioned his name on, I'm sure we've mentioned his name on the podcast, the creator of Fable. And, uh, kind of bigwig in, in Microsoft right now, um, announced that, uh, Kinect is not going to be in Fable 3 from, at, at release time. So, uh, Microsoft... Microsoft PR had no idea that he said it. They're not entirely sure what he means by it.
0: And, uh, both... It probably means that they want to rush the game out without having to wait for a completely working prototype of, uh, Kinect uh, pushing back the release schedule.
1: Well, they better have a completely working one because they've already actually... Announced its release and started advertising for it. So if it don't work, then they in trouble.
0: <laughs> um, I'm guessing that Connect will be patched in at a later date. Yeah, that's pretty
1: much. Uh, both, both Peter Molyneux and Microsoft have said have assured that. Connect will be a feature in Fable 3. Microsoft doesn't know what Molyneux is doing with it, but they, This uh, is
0: probably somewhat a yeah. good thing, because Fable is still uh, the sort of game that you would want to play with a regular controller. If Connect was bundled into it from the start, you'd have to wonder how much it rely on Connect for gameplay. Whereas if it's patched in later, you know that you can still do the core gameplay with a regular old controller.
1: I've never played a Fable game, so I'm not entirely sure what sort of implementation would be possible. Um...
0: Yeah, I can't really think of something either. I mean, it's an action-adventure game, probably with, like, some of the mini games. Fable 2 had a lot of good mini games, uh, so maybe something with that. Now, maybe when you're doing a uh, job to get money, because in Fable 2, monsters don't drop money, so you have to do, like, blacksmithing and stuff. Maybe you'll just sit there swinging your arm in front of the camera. Oh my god, this sucks even worse! Uh, let's see. Also on the uh, topic of Connect. um... A general manager of Natural User Interface Hardware, which is a uh, subsection of Microsoft, um, says that, his, in his opinion, the three pillars of Xbox are content, Xbox Live, and natural UI, aka Connect, which scares me a little. Yeah. Um. And it's like, oh yeah, well, Connect is going to be an integral part of this. Um, It, again, is like, are they going to abandon controllers? I don't think that they will, but when someone speaks up like that, er, maybe Microsoft PR is going to be like, oh, wait, what?
1: Well, I mean, Nintendo kind of used the touch generation as their third pillar uh, with uh, the DS and the Wii, and I think they've proven now that, yeah, you can have motion controls and touch-based controls, or you can also just use the regular old controller. Yeah. You know, you can. they have games that function either with a GameCube controller or a classic controller or with a controller held sideways like an NES controller, so...
0: On the plus side, Kinect was also talked about... Uh, this was an article on uh, Kotaku. Kinect was also talked about as a platform that will spread to other Microsoft products. Um, imagine Kinect being used... Like, the technology for it being used on the PC, like for navigating around Windows or, you know, getting oh, that word to work without the keyboard or something.
1: You know what? Uh, Playing Xbox, you're usually a good, you know, maybe ten feet away from the screen. If you're using Kinect on the computer, you're gonna be knocking your monitor on the
0: floor. Well, I mean, you can use your uh, hands right in front of your face or whatever. It's uh, as well as Kinect is not only the the uh, motion; it's it's also voice. They actually worked really, really hard on the voice recognition, and it's a lot better than just a single microphone picking up the voice. It's actually four different microphones along the base of the Kinect system that, uh, are actually tuned to the room. You put it in the room, and you tune it to the acoustic variabilities of the room. If you move the furniture around, it's gonna change it, and it has to be retuned. But it's gonna say that it's actually pretty damn impressive, uh, as far as how well the microphone is gonna work. I mean, obviously, I haven't tried it, so passable judgment
1: yeah that sounds interesting i mean it certainly helps
0: justify the price although i still think the price is a barrier for entry someone pointed out to me that um playstation move 100 for move plus camera plus 50 for move is 150 for two players connect is meant for two to four players by price it's still the same yeah either way that's a little ridiculous
1: again you're really kind of in this dead zone where i think it's more than most of the current owners of the systems are willing to pay for an accessory, but the price of the system itself is a barrier for entry for those who haven't jumped on the system yet. And if they and people have and if people have already spent two hundred dollars on a game system with motion control, it was probably the Wii, and they're not going to do it again.
0: Alright, we've talked about this a lot. I just wanted to bring up the extra point of comparing its price to others. Yeah. For for instance, two sets of mo of we motion plus plus nunchuck is hundred forty. Yeah, but you get one of them with a the system when you buy. Uh... La 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 la, now listen. <laughs> um, anything else on Connect?
1: Um, no. I mean, I'm still. I know I'm skeptical about it, but I'd still like to see it be worth the price or the price come down because I'd like to give it a try. it seems...
0: Uh, Let's see here. Um, You probably won't care about this one too much. Xfire, which is an instant message uh, utility uh, for the PC. Uh, It tracks your usage statistics, it tracks how long you've been playing games, you can jump in games using the instant message, talk with people that are in game, etc. Uh, It was sold to Titan Gaming, and actually most of the original development team left. So it's, it's a little disappointing. I don't know if they're going to keep being able to develop it to the high standard that it's been already. Um, it's a nice instant messaging client for gamer groups. Actually, all, almost everyone in the Gamers Club up at school uses it. You uh, can talk to someone playing Team Fortress 2 while you're just at your Windows desktop. Um, so hopefully it's still developed. Hopefully it'll still be good. Let's see. A uh,
1: company called Waterloo Labs created a... Well, let's just say... The, uh, device that's going to topple the Kinect. Um, it's motion control, only it uses eye movement. They actually hooked it up to Super Mario Bros. and programmed it so that, basically, you move Mario by looking in the direction you
0: want him to go. Hmm. I mean, the, the technology's been around before, but I think applying it to gaming is new.
1: Yeah, I think they did it more as a, hey, look what we can do, than, hey, buy our product. Yeah. And, but um, it certainly does open up some doors to, you know, what the next generation of, you know, if it takes off, the next generation of
0: consoles could implement that into their games. And you could have another stupid-looking headset to wear. Yes. Uh, I'm imagining this little camera sitting in front of your eyeball.
1: Actually, what it was, it was like uh, electrodes, that kind of like mocap sort of things mm, okay. on the side of the face, which I'm sure would be real fun to play games with.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, as long as we're talking about odd, uh, control innovations. Thermo game. This was a controller system that was introduced that makes the controller hot or cold depending on the environment that the player is in. So you go underwater, it'll drop in temperature. You go into a lava world, it'll rise in temperature. It sounds completely unnecessary and impractical. Um, I like that it's somewhat immersive, uh, that it, you know, uses touch to add to, you know, instead of just, uh, sight and sound. Um, I like that and I like that it's still integrated into a controller.
1: Yeah, but I don't really want my hands
0: scalded when I miss a jump and land it's not in the lava. Scalded. It's a it's a couple degrees difference. It's it's noticeable, but it's not like, "Oh, that's hot." My hands uh get hot and sweaty enough when I'm playing certain video games. Oh, this but is true.
1: But how often
0: th- do you clean the gunk out of your controllers?
1: Um, I don't usually have to clean gunk out of controllers. Controllers that I have had for decades, actually, don't have that uh, brown yeah, tint I, I to have them to, that a lot of the ones we see around here. I have,
0: I have to clean schmutz out of the seams of my controllers every two to three weeks. Sucks.
1: Yeah, um, I, I I saw a PlayStation 2 controller come in last week that, well, you know how the PlayStation controllers have a matte finish? Mm-hmm. This was glossy. Mm hmm. I'm like, wow, that is just. What are you doing with that controller? That you smoothed it down like a
0: pedal. Yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive sometimes.
1: And of course, it had that lovely brown tint, and both of the rubber pads were gone from the uh,
0: analog sticks. I'm like, yeah. Stop it! I'm 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 eating. I don't need to hear this. This is not polite conversation for my ate. lunch table. I'm still eating. There's another burger. Come
1: on, fatty, scarf another one down. I will. You want a bucket of french fries to go with
0: it? A New Zealand TV company a couple weeks ago ripped off the uh, first PS3 Kevin Butler ad. The one where it's like, oh yeah, you know, the montage of uh, PS3 games coming out and the, you know, he's like doing the rock solo. Uh, New Zealand TV company completely ripped that off. Sony didn't officially re- release a cease and desist, but Kevin Butler on his Twitter did make remarks. Uh, and calling attention to it and being the Kevin Butler character, As for a box set of Flight of the Concords. <laughs> Just being silly, but also saying, hey, um, sort of stop it, please. <laughs> um, the TV company pulled the ad and sent a gift bus- basket to Kevin Butler, including a box set of Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> they do realize that Kevin Butler is not an actual person, right? <laughs> <laughs> he is the most awesome marketing tool ever. Someone pointed out that the actor who plays Kevin Butler actually was on a Gecko ad. He was the one like reading letters from the fans, and it's like, I think it would be cool if you had the, ge- the Gecko do the robot. It's like, oh, okay. It's actually the same actor. I looked at it, it's like, wow, okay.
1: I thought that Kevin Butler was the actor's name, so...
0: It's, it's the character's name. I that forget seems, the actor's
1: name. It seems kind of ridiculous to take this person, make him into an
0: icon, and invent a name for him while he's still doing other work. <laughs> Well, it's... The only thing that's different about it is that they haven't put a cartoon face on him. He's a mascot. Yeah. And I think that it's it's really cool that they have a mascot that is not actually part of a game, like Sonic or Mario. You know, those sort of things are usually mascots, like Master Chief. Sony didn't really have a mascot from its games. No. You could argue Sackboy, maybe? But no, yeah, they saying... they're like... No one has ever really risen from our games to be a mascot. There are good game franchises and good game characters, but not yeah, a I was, mascot. I was
1: going to say uh, Nathan Drake, but he's not really mascot material. No, I mean, he's, he's,
0: he's He's an iconic
1: character. Yeah, there's but like he's not
0: going to... Jack, maybe. There's um, yeah, Sly Cooper, say... but they're not really mascots. They're I would say
1: characters. possibly Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, mm-hmm. the closest Sony has had, because... I mean, you could say Crash Bandicoot, but Crash Bandicoot wasn't exclusive, and mm-hmm. once they started putting them on the other systems, they completely, you know... I mean, originally, the PlayStation had Crash Bandicoot, Lara Croft, yeah. you know, all uh, Resident Evil stuff, yeah, and then all that stuff on multi-platform. Um, I believe Jack and Daxter... For the
0: record, uh, Tomb Raider was on PC before it even touched a PlayStation product. Like I said... Yeah, you know, it was exclusive to the PlayStation. Stop that. And uh Um but no, it's it's I'm really glad that uh, you know, for Sony's marketing sake that they do have a mascot. Yeah. You know, um Marcus for the PSP still they, sucks, but
1: what would they do
0: um if they did make a game with their mascot, Kevin Butler? I think the game would bomb and the advertising campaign would bomb. Like the caveman for Geico. yeah I honestly I think that's what happen. I think the advertising campaign, well, maybe it could be like the Burger King, Sneak King game. Okay, okay, yeah, maybe something really low-budget like that. Uh, some, something really uh, released just on the PlayStation Network.
1: Yeah. See, there you go, that's a perfect that, You go. know what? A sequel to Pain, where Kevin Butler is the dummy. You got anything else for news? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Modern Warfare 2 has a demo on Xbox Live. Like, wait, eight months what? after the game came out. Nine, ten months after the game came out. Beat panel. Okay,
0: <laughs> moving
1: on. Yeah, um, I, I might download it just because I've never played any Call of Duty game, let alone supposedly the best game ever made. Uh,
0: but, uh... Those are angels from on high. Yeah, I'm,
1: uh, I'm increasingly losing interest in... Cult, the Call of Duty franchise as a whole, and Modern Warfare Two specifically. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting just to see what it's like, and then I'll probably go back to my you know Perfect Darks and Halos and yeah stuff like that. Um, speaking of uh, Halo, they announced that there are going to be remakes of the Halo Two maps Midship and Ivory Tower. Oh sweet! Uh,
0: renamed Zealot and Reflection. Midship was hella fun. Uh, I'm trying to remember what Midship was. Midship was an arena Sorry. map that was taking place in a Covenant ship that was basically a small little arena in the middle and a couple of rooms around the side. I remember it best for having played an 8-player uh, uh, swords and grenades map. Was you, that the You one? throw grenades into the middle and then dive in and hope someone doesn't stab you. Was
1: that the one that had like the gravity left on one yeah, side? No, uh, okay. it, it
0: has um, a uh, platform all the way at the top uh, from the middle suspended. That has, like, overshield or something on it. I don't think I had a grav lift. Okay. I'm trying to remember which one had the grav lift. Well, oh, anyway,
1: uh, Ivory Tower, uh, I, I think I remember that one. Because so. there were a lot of great sword matches with that. hmm Um. One of which I actually... What's sword? sword pack. Yeah. Um. Uh, like I said, they'll be renamed Zealot and Reflection, respectively. And these are going to be in Halo Reach. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yep. Um. Reflection will be a faithful remake, uh, probably a couple of changes here and there. Uh, Zealot will be basically the same as Midship, but it will add a third level that has uh, a lower level that has lower gravity than the rest of the map. Interesting. So, yeah, it's interesting that they can actually change the effect of gravity in different areas of the map. Though.
0: Reminds me a bit of, there was a map in Unreal Tournament 2004 that took place, like, on skyscrapers, like, five miles above the surface of the Earth, and it was a low-grav map, and that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I can understand having a low-gravity map, mm-hmm. but the fact that they can actually modify the physics within, within the map. a single map, That's really that cool. would be really interesting. Um, I'm getting more and more excited about Halo Reach. I haven't been excited about a Halo game since Halo Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've played I played Halo Three and enjoyed it. I've been curious about Halo Wars. I have ODST, haven't started it yet. But um, Halo Reach is really shaping up to be kind of like a swan song for Bungie's entries in the
0: franchise. Yeah,
1: and uh, I'm really thinking I have you know a lot of friends who are going
0: to be getting it. Or one, I'm probably including you. Yeah, I'm not going to be getting the Legendary Edition, but I'll definitely get the Limited Edition. Does it 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 come with another cat helmet? Legendary comes with a, uh, diorama statue of Noble Team. It doesn't come with a helmet, it comes with, like, statues of all of the characters. It's cool. It would look cool on a shelf. Sorry, I'm eating. Um... (sighs) It would look cool on a shelf, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to spend the extra money on that, especially when I'm sort of poor.
1: Yeah. Um, which is a shame, because I have I have the collector's editions for Halo 2 and Halo 3. It would be nice to have another metal tin with Halo emblazoned on it.
0: but um, That's what the limited edition is for, for 20 more bucks.
1: Oh, so there's the there's the regular edition, the limited edition and then the legendary, Yeah, like they
0: do with the Yellow 3. Yep, exactly with that Mhm. Okay. Um, you got any more news because I got a couple things to talk about and it's getting really close to 12. Okay. Um,
1: there are a couple of things I wanted to mention. One, is, as long as we're on the topic of first-person shooters, I'll just be quick about this cuz no one cares. High Voltage software uh, laid off about 20 to 30 employees. High Voltage is known for what? Um, the Conduit. Oh, okay. And uh, Mad World. Um, they're working on a game called The Grind.
0: So, the, the attempts at hardcore Wii games.
1: Yes, and they've been good attempts. They just mm. haven't been commercially successful They've attempts. been on the
0: Wii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and
1: I'm still excited about Conduit 2. First Conduit was a little disappointing, but still, on its basic levels, a good game. Conduit uh, 2 sounds like they're really learning from their mistakes. Um, I'd hate to see them go under, because they're one of the only companies that really has that drive to make games for hardcore players on the Wii. Yeah. And they do a pretty good job of it. So hopefully this isn't a sign of overall failure, it's just a cost-cutting measure. Hopefully. And uh, last but not least, Pokémon Black and White will only feature new Pokémon until you beat the game and then opens up the, you know, national decks. I it, it. What? Why? Um, basically, they're trying to, uh, make it a fresh experience. A lot of people oh, kind of left Pokemon gosh, at Gold and Silver because it was the same game, and had all the same Pokemon, just a few different ones. I mean, I myself didn't get back into Pokemon until recently, mm-hmm. and so their plan is to make an entire new library of Pokemon or black and white and then after you've beaten the game and opened up the national decks, like, you know, all the more recent games too, then you can go then go to Yeah, then you can import your Pokemon from generations from Generation Four. I don't know if you can do generation Well, Generation Four has all the Pokemon in it between mm-hmm. the uh, we'll We're just not say them, Golden yeah. Pearl or whatever. Pearl and Diamond. Diamond and Pearl didn't have a lot of the Pokemon in them because I mean, they were available, but between the two games of Generation 4, you'll be able to add another 400 and some on it. So, they're actually creating, like, 300 new Pokémon.
0: Um, that seems excessive. I mean, if they're going to make new Pokémon, let's just make the 150 that was, like, in the first one. I mean, people already say that there's too many Pokémon. Someone was saying, uh... Actually, a comedian in a Plus Two Comedy, which was at uh, Otakon, was you know had a question. It's like, how many Pokemon are there? Actually, a lot of people said 493, which is correct. Yes. But he continued on saying, that's right. Nobody knows. I just heard blah 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 blah. it yeah. Which, frankly, there was a lot of that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if you're gonna add like 300 some odd, it's it's ridiculous.
1: Well, how many species of animal do we have on Earth?
0: Yeah, but you don't have to catch all of those. We don't even know about all of those. There are animals that we're, that I'm sure we haven't found yet.
1: We're yeah, I would go off catch... on a
0: tangent, but we're running low on time, so uh, what else did you have? Um, I'll talk a little bit about Assassin's Creed 2. Um, with my computer being down, finally back up again, but with it being down, I finally picked the game back up again, decided to go and try to get all the achievements, which was fun. I actually, it's the first game that I'm like, actually worked hard to get uh, all 1,000 gamer score on, as opposed to Need for Speed and All which you get for finishing the game. Played the game, had a lot of fun with that, and decided to go and get the DLC. They're priced at 320 uh, Microsoft points, which is I think like four bucks. So it's uh, eight bucks to get two uh, packs of DLC, which completes the game. You know how when it shipped, they actually deleted two of the uh, sequences from it towards the end, and uh, like leaving room to plan in for DLC. So it's actually integrated really well, integrated right into the storyline. Uh, I'm almost done with the second one now, and when I'm done, I'll have to go through and play the whole thing over again with them all integrated, playing in a row. Because at the start of the first DLC, since it goes back in time, it doesn't take place after the end of the game. It goes back in time to... That's confusing the timeline even more. ...to point, like, 11 out of 14 or something, and it's like, reminder, this is what just happened! Because it's been, like, half a year since I played it. So, So, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, pick it up, it's nice and cheap, and then get the DLC... And it's fun.
1: Oh, uh, one game we didn't uh, actually get to talk about because we didn't have a podcast last week: uh, Limbo. Yes, um, is uh, topping the sales chart. Um, it's actually
0: number ten on overall Xbox games. I did play that. Um, we have like five minutes left. I'm going to try to wrap it up within then. Did you play it? Um, I did not get a chance to play it. Um, okay. Um, here's the downsides first. The game is short, and the ending is kind of disappointing. But the actual gameplay, the actual core gameplay, is a lot of fun. I don't know if it's a $15 game. If it was $10, I'd definitely recommend it. $15, eh, I don't know. Um, but that, no, that's, it's, a, that's a very heated debate right now about that game. Yeah. I mean, like, Braid I spent 15 bucks for. And I actually liked Limbo better than Braid, even though Limbo was shorter. Because it was more satisfying. Um, it is a puzzle game, but it's not one where there is... Where the solution to the puzzle has to be exactly the right timing, exactly the right idea, like Braid was. It's a little more forgiving. Uh, Limbo is a very arty game, it's all done black and gray and silhouettes, um, basically around the idea that you're going to die, you gotta progress to the right, and you're gonna run into traps and you're going to die, but the save point is right before the trap, so try again. Oh look, you jumped over that bear trap and you fell into another one, it got mutilated and your head fell off and rolled down the hill. Well, now you can try again. Pull the first bear trap away from the second one so you can jump in between them and keep going.
1: Yeah, um, I... And I actually noticed you mentioned the gore factor. I mean, I I, I watched you play it, and when you do die, it is pretty grisly. There is actually a gore filter in the options menu, so, I mean, if you're that, concerned...
0: That's cool too, yeah. Yeah, if
1: you're a concerned parent or a video game store that has, uh, A policy you know, against downloading
0: yeah. M-rated games?
1: Yeah, um you can uh, actually turn the gore off and have a pretty decent puzzle game yes yeah.
0: suitable for most stages. Most stages. I mean, it's still a little nightmarish with uh, the giant arachnids and yes. little people trying to kill you.
1: Yes, and one thing that um, I noticed while you were uh, demoing it last week and uh, somebody else said this too, there are a lot of points in the game where you just barely um, pull off whatever you have to pull off to continue on in time like there's a lot of close calls and exciting moments but
0: the the thing is it's it's easier to get through those exciting moments in in braid the close timing was just incredibly frustrating in the last two worlds uh in limbo the close timing is still easy to get you know that this is what you have to do if you miss it you can try again right in braid if you miss right in braid if you miss the timing you don't even know if that was the right solution here if you miss the timing you're like oh man that was exciting i gotta try it again so it is it is definitely very exciting I think we're done uh, I said basically all I had to say about Limbo it's short it's a lot of fun it's a great puzzle game um, the ending's a little disappointing but you know just keep playing the he puzzles that are fun up. so um, <laughs> I was just recapping so if you have any comments on today's podcast you can go ahead and leave them at gamenutspodcast.blogspot.com or drop us an email at gamenutspodcast at gmail.com so until next week listeners this is Boater signing off and this is Fear the Claw saying good afternoon good evening and good night and good gaming stop that
1: Yeah, um, I've never played uh, Fable games, so I'm not entirely sure. I still... Keo. (laughs) And this time I can say, bless you. Yes.